Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $5 to $50 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Now, let's go back over 100 years to 1916, the world was at war for the first time, and millions had been killed. Terror and heartbreak seized hearts across the world, and people were beginning to lose their faith. Until something extraordinary happened, in the most unlikely of places, the small, humble village of Fatima, where a miracle changed everything. Lucia Santos stood at the edge of the valley, waiting for her two cousins, Jacinta and Francisco. It was a crisp morning in May, and she shivered, wrapping her shawl tightly around her shoulders. She was only nine years old, but had the responsibility of caring for her family's flock of sheep. Jacinta, who was six, and Francisco, who was eight, rounded the corner and smiled seeing Lucia. Together, they stepped into the dewy countryside to begin their day. Lucia, can we finish our game of buttons today at lunch? Of course, but we have to pray our rosary first. The whole thing? No, let's shorten it like we did before. In the year 1910, there had been a revolution in Portugal, and the monarchy was overthrown. In its place stood a government that drove out religion. But in Fatima, the people remained devoted to their Catholic faith. The children prayed the rosary every day, but they had begun to shorten the prayers. After months of abbreviation, they only prayed the beginning of each line. Oh no, it's beginning to rain. Quick, to the Quebeco just up this hill. They hurried into a small cave, soaked in rain, wringing out their clothes, they laughed at the sudden downpour, and sat to wait out the deluge. Well, I suppose we could pray our rosary while we wait. Our Father, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. 
once, the ground rumbled loudly beneath them and began to shake everything in sight. They clung to one another in fear, frozen in place, when suddenly the earth stood still and there was a flash of light. A beautiful figure stood before them and smiled down at the three small children. Do not be afraid. I am the Angel of Peace. Pray with me. Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta felt their hearts fill with the peace of Christ and knelt down to pray. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Pray thus. The heart of Jesus and Mary are attentive to the voice of your supplications. In a blinding beam of light, the angel vanished from view. The children sat back on the soaked grass, astonished by what had just happened. Wait till everyone hears about this. No, Jacinta. Listen to me. We mustn't tell anyone. Yes. This needs to remain a secret. I don't think they would understand. Ugh. Very well. Come along. We have to find the sheep. The angel appeared to the children two more times that year, and they kept all of these visits a secret. God had chosen Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta to spread an urgent message of hope. They didn't know it at the time, but the angel was preparing their hearts for the miracle that happened just one year later. Lucia, Lucia, what are you doing? You mustn't shirk your work. The sheep are your responsibility. Yes, Mama. I'm sorry. I was praying. Ah, sweet girl. Well, you can pray on your way. Off you go. The day was May 13th, 1917, and it was as ordinary as it was beautiful. Even the most cynical of men couldn't deny the beauty of the village nestled between the rolling hills of Portugal. And how are my cousins today? Quite well. We brought you cheese, olives, and bread for Mama. Oh, wonderful. I'm starving. The children walked up the steep hillside to the Cova de Iria, the plot of land owned by Lucia's father. Once at the top, they ate their lunch, and the girls danced to the melody of Francisco's beloved flute. Their life was simple, but filled with a deep and innocent joy. The hours passed by as quickly as the clouds overhead. They sat beneath an olive tree, gazing out at the valley below. When their peaceful afternoon was suddenly interrupted, a sharp bolt of lightning struck just feet away from where they sat. What was that? I didn't think there would be a storm today. We should get the herd down. But the sun is shining. How can there be lightning? The children ran down the hillside, frantically trying to herd the disobedient flock. Another flash of lightning, even closer than the last, struck right near Francisco. We have to get the sheep home. I'm trying, but they won't budge. 
final flash of lightning startled the children so much that they fell backwards. And then, all was quiet. They looked up to see a beautiful lady hovering above the small home oak tree before them. She was bathed in a radiant light and wore a long white veil and gown. In her hands, she held a rosary. She looked tenderly down upon the frightened children. Do not be afraid. I will not hurt you. Where? Where are you from? I am from heaven. What do you want of us? I came to ask you to come here on the 13th day for the next six months at this same hour. Later, I shall tell you who I am and what I desire. You come from heaven? Will I go to heaven? Yes, you will. And Jacinta? Yes, Jacinta too. And Francisco? Yes, Francisco too. But first, he will have to pray many rosaries. Jacinta and Francisco will be coming to heaven soon. But Lucia, you must stay to spread my message. Will you offer yourselves to God and bear all the sufferings he sends you in atonement for the sins that offend him and for the conversion of sinners? Yes, yes we, will. we will. Then you will have a great deal to suffer. But the grace of God will be with you and will strengthen you. Recite the rosary every day to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war. The lady smiled once more and vanished. Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta sat back in awe, trying to understand what had just happened. Finally, Francisco spoke. I could see her, but I couldn't hear anything. What did she say? Oh, Francisco, she is from heaven, and we must return here every month on the 13th day. Oh, and she also said... Yes? What is it? What did she say? She told us that... that you and Jacinta will go to heaven soon, but that you must pray many rosaries first. Francisco's face fell, but he longed for heaven in a way he never had before. He made a resolution to pray the full rosary every day. I suppose we can't tell anyone about this either. Yes, Jacinta. We mustn't tell anyone. It must remain our secret. The following day, Lucia couldn't stop thinking of the lady in the cova. She smiled as she fed the chickens, counting the days until June 13th. But her daydream came to an abrupt halt when she heard the hushed voices of her tia Alimpita and Tio Marto talking to her mother inside the house. They claim to have seen a lady from heaven, and they say that Lucia was there too. She was! This is nonsense. Just a silly game they were playing. Lucia. Lucia! Yes, Mama? Jacinta and Francisco made up a ridiculous story about a lady from heaven in the cova. Tell everyone that this isn't true. Oh, Lucia, I'm sorry. I couldn't keep it a secret. I tried. Really, I did. Lucia, answer me. Lucia's heart pounded in panic. She looked into the eyes of her mother and knew she couldn't lie. Mama, it's true. There really was a lady from heaven. Blasphemy. My own daughter? How dare you lie to my face? And what's worse, commit a sin that offends God. Confess at once. I have nothing to confess. I'm being honest, Mama. And the lady will come again on the 13th day of the month for the next six months. Maria, they've never been known to lie. They're good kids. 
And there have been apparitions of people from heaven before. I mean, think of Bernadette and Lords. Yes. What if this really did happen? And what if it didn't? You would both do well to stop encouraging them. I've heard it enough. Tomorrow Lucia will confess to Father Ferreira. I know he will get the truth from her. Maria turned and stormed out the door, letting it slam shut behind her. Come along, children. Let's go. Jacinta's eyes glistened with tears, knowing she had been the cause of this quarrel. She sheepishly looked towards Lucia and was greeted with her cousin's kind, brave smile. It was only when the door closed behind them that Lucia let a tear slowly trickle down her cheek. The story of the apparition spread like wildfire throughout the small village. The children were tormented by an onslaught of judgment, mockery, and persecution. Lucia met with Father Ferreira, and he tried everything to persuade her to change her story, even going so far as to suggest that the lady could be from the devil. But Lucia knew the truth and never wavered. Through it all, they clung to the words from Our Lady that they would have much to suffer but that God would give them the grace to bear it all. Now, more than ever, they loved their time in the quiet hillside with the sheep. It was the one place they could escape from the commotion. I gave away our food today to a hungry family that needed it. I want to offer all of my sufferings to God, just as the lady told us. That's very good, Jacinta. Shall we pray our rosary together? Yes, and the whole rosary. We must pray for the end of the war and for the souls of sinners to convert. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. June 13th quickly arrived, and the entire village was alive and cheerful as they prepared for the festa. Each year on this day, the townspeople came together to celebrate the Feast of St. Anthony. Children ran about, dancing to music, white bunting flags were strung between houses, and the small village was filled with excitement. Almost everyone had forgotten about the apparition in the cova. Maria Santos watched Lucia carefully, hoping that she too would forget and stay at the festa. But to her dismay, the three children left right before the festivities began. They ran through the crowded streets and smiled at one another. At last, the day had come to see the lady again. When they arrived, they were surprised to see 50 other people waiting for them. Please, can you ask the lady to heal my son? I will ask her. Please, can we see the lady? We must pray together. The children knelt in front of the oak tree and everyone followed their lead, praying the rosary. As soon as they had finished their rosary, there was a flash of light and the beautiful lady stood before them. The children beamed seeing her. She was even more magnificent than they remembered. What do you want of me? I wish you to come here on the 13th of next month to pray the rosary every day and to learn to read. Later I will tell you what I want. There's a woman here. She's asking for the healing of her son. If he converts, he will be cured this year. I would like to ask you to take us to heaven. Yes, I will take Jacinta and Francisco soon. 
but you are to stay here some time longer. Jesus wishes to make use of you, to make me known and loved. He wants to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. Am I to stay here alone? No, my daughter. Are you suffering a great deal? Do not lose heart. I will never forsake you. My Immaculate Heart will be your refuge and the way that will lead you to God. As she spoke these last words, the lady opened her hands and rays of light flowed from her fingertips. The children felt immersed in the love of God and yearned to be in heaven. And just as before, the lady vanished and all was still. What did she say? Will she heal my son? Yes, God will heal him once he converts. What else did she say? When will she be back? The 13th day of next month. Let's go home. Francisco, we will tell you everything. Francisco, Lucia, and Jacinta weren't the same as they had been just a few months before. Francisco was a kind boy, but often mischievous, sneaking lizards into his pockets and teasing his sister. But his heart had been opened, and now he wanted to be holy. He spent hours every day in adoration, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Jacinta embraced the persecution and teasing from her family and friends, and offered up all of this for sinners. And Lucia remained steadfast in her faith, but faced the most ridicule and punishment of them all. Her mother was furious and felt that Lucia was bringing shame to the Santos family name. There were moments of doubt and despair, but God sustained her through His grace. July 13th came, and with it, thousands of pilgrims. The village was overflowing with people who had traveled far and wide to get a glimpse of the three seers and witness the Lady from Heaven. Look what you've done! These people are walking to our cova, trampling over our land. This is what we survive on, Lucia. What will it take for you to stop this? I'm sorry, Mama. I never asked for any of this. You'll bring ruin to us all. I've never been so disappointed. Lucia knew it was useless to argue with her mother and prayed for the conversion of her heart. She walked out the door and was met by crowds of people clamoring to speak with her. Please, I'm sorry. I must get through. Lucia, over here! Tio Marto? You're coming to the cova? Yes, Lucia. I believe you. Now, everyone, everyone, please make way. They're only children. Let us through. Come on, move. Tio Marto carried Jacinta on his shoulders and guided Lucia and Francisco through the thousands to the cova. As they walked up the hillside, the crowd grew in number, all eyes on them. The children felt apprehensive looking out at the sea of unfamiliar faces, but remained focused. They knelt down and prayed the rosary with the crowd of thousands, their voices echoing across the valley. Once they had finished, a small gray cloud hovered over the home oak. The sunlight diminished and a cool breeze blew over the mountain range, even though it was the height of summer. And there was the lady. She repeated her request of prayer and sacrifice. I would like to ask you to tell us who you are and to work a miracle so that everybody will believe that you are appearing to us. Continue to come here every month. In October, I will tell you who I am and what I want. And I will perform a miracle 
for all to see and believe. Then she opened her hands, and great shafts of light poured from them, penetrating the earth. The ground opened, revealing a sea of fire from the pit of hell. The children screamed and covered their ears to shield from the shrieks and groans of despair. They clung to one another, shuddering in fear. You have seen hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish devotion to my immaculate heart. If what I say is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. The war is going to end. But if people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out. When you pray the rosary, say after each mystery, Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. If my requests are not granted, Russia will spread its errors throughout the world, raising up wars and persecutions against the Church. The good will be martyred, the Holy Father will suffer much, and various nations will be annihilated. Are we, are we to keep all of this a secret? Yes. You shall tell no one but Francisco, for now. Remember that in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Then the lady began to ascend towards the east until she disappeared into the firmament. Immediately, the crowd erupted with questions and demands. What did she say? She will perform a miracle here in October for all of you to see. What will happen? What is the miracle? Children, hold on to me. Let's get home. Once they were safely back in the village, Lucia and Jacinta sat with Francisco in the back of their small house, telling him what the lady had said. But who is Russia? I think it must be a lady. Yes, she needs many prayers. We must keep the secret of Mrs. Russia to ourselves and pray very hard for her. News of the miracle that would happen in October traveled over the mountains and throughout Europe. The Portuguese government was enraged that a religious devotion was attracting so many. They decided to put an end to it once and for all. The day was sweltering on August 13th, and the crowds had doubled in size. Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta were just about to leave for the cova when an elegant carriage pulled up in front of their house. A man dressed in black sauntered towards them, a look of greed in his eyes. My name is Artur Santos, and I am the mayor of this village. Today, I will give you a ride to the Copa. Come, get in. Well, we always walk. I insist. The children nervously climbed into the carriage. Tio Marto saw them driving away from a distance and chased the carriage as far as he could. He knew something was wrong. No, 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 they have the children, no, 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 Just as they were about to round the bend to climb the hill to the cova, the carriage took a sharp turn right and headed down an unfamiliar street. No, the cova's the other way. Senor Santos, please. They drove on faster, and that's when they knew they had been kidnapped. 
Once they were miles from home, the carriage finally stopped outside the city prison. Guards escorted the children into a dark, foul-smelling cell and locked the door. They held on to one another and prayed, devastated to know that they had missed the apparition of the lady. It was a cold and terrifying night for the three seers. The next day, the children were brought to the administrator's home in Orem. Hours of relentless questions ensued, and they were kept separated from one another. A doctor accused them of hysteria and hallucinations. They were bribed with riches and threatened with death, but they never faltered. At last, they were brought into a small room for a final examination. I am wary of your lies. You have led thousands astray with your manipulative superstition. You have one last chance. Confess! We have nothing to confess. We would rather die. And you shall. Prepare the boiling oil! Two guards seized little Jacinta by the arms and dragged her from the room. No! no Jacinta! No, Jacinta, please, please! No! No! Do not be afraid. I will see you in heaven. She will be boiled in oil as punishment. Now, are you ready to confess, or would you like to be killed? We have told the truth. Take the boy! Francisco was roughly taken by the guards. He looked behind him only once to whisper to his beloved cousin. You'll be with me in heaven. Don't be afraid. <sighs> Francisco, no! And now to the ringleader. Will you choose death like your cousins? I choose the truth. The lady is real. Kill her! Lucia prayed as she never had before, asking for bravery in her death, asking for everyone to know the message of the lady. She was dragged down a hallway, and a door was thrown open. Lucia! To her shock, Lucia was greeted by her two cousins. They embraced, sobbing into one another's arms. The faith of these children would never be shaken. It was only a trick to make us deny the truth. Release them. I am tired of their pitiful appeal for attention. Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta were led outside, where they were greeted by their parents, who had been praying on their knees for the release of their children. Oh, Papa! My son, my son. Let me look at you. Are you all right? Did they hurt you? I'm all right, Mama. Really, I am. Lucia, are you all right? Yes, Mama. I love you. I love you, my daughter. October 13th, 1917 arrived, the day of the miracle, and with it came a deluge like they had never seen before. 70,000 people had traveled from all across Europe to see the miracle. The ground ran thick with the mud from the downpour, and the torrential rain was so heavy that the children could hardly see ahead of them. They knelt in the mud, soaked and chilled to the bone, and prayed the rosary. Along with the believers were thousands of skeptics, reporters ready to prove them wrong. Even Mayor Santos had come to see what would happen. And this time, at the front of the crowd, stood Lucia's mother, Maria. The familiar light flashed in front of them, and there stood the lady. 
What does your grace wish of me? I want a chapel built here in my honor. I am the Lady of the Rosary. Continue to pray the Rosary every day. The war is going to end, and the soldiers will soon return to their homes. I have so many things to ask you. Would you cure those who are sick and convert sinners? Some yes, others no. They must amend their lives and ask forgiveness for their sins. Let them offend our Lord no more, for he is already much offended. Then, opening her hands, Our Lady shone the light issuing from them onto the sun. And as she rose, her own radiance continued to be cast onto the sun. Look at the sun! Suddenly, the sun appeared from behind the dark clouds, and in an instant, the rain stopped. This is pitiful. The sun comes out and they call it a miracle? Wait until they hear about this in Lisbon. But as the clouds continued to clear, the sun grew bigger and bigger and began to dance across the sky, moving in swirling patterns. It's a miracle! Look at the sun! The people stood and watched in shock as the sun continued to grow. And then, when the sun seemed to take up the entire sky, it came roaring down to Earth. It's the end of the world! Run for your lives! Thousands of people screamed in fear, convinced that this was the end. But just as it was about to touch the Earth, it soared back into the sky and stood still. I can't believe it. It really was a miracle. I believe. I believe. Oh, Lucia, I'm so sorry. You were right. You were right. Mama, I knew you would believe. I am so sorry I ever doubted. <gasps> Look, I didn't even notice. We're all dried off from the rain. Even the ground is dry. Jacinta, Francisco, and Lucia looked at one another and laughed in joyful relief. The Mother of God had chosen them to carry out her message, and thousands were converted that day. The day the sun danced. The year following these apparitions, the war finally came to an end. Just as Mary had told them, Jacinta and Francisco became gravely ill with the Spanish flu and died only a short time later. On May 13, 2000, St. Pope John Paul II beatified Jacinta and Francisco, and in 2017, they became saints. Their feast day is on February 20th, and they are the patron saints of Portuguese children, prisoners, and sickness. Lucia lived a long and holy life devoted to prayer as a discalced Carmelite nun. She learned to read and write and told the story of Our Lady of Fatima, spreading her message to millions. She died at the age of 97 in 2005. Every year, millions of people make a pilgrimage to Fatima to pray at the place where Our Lady appeared so many years ago. Now, a beautiful shrine towers over the oak tree that has grown and blossomed. The three children of Fatima had faith that most couldn't understand. They were willing to die for the truth and devoted their life to spreading Our Lady's message. Their story is filled with suffering 
adventure, and triumph. What is something you want to remember about this story? Maybe it's the children's courage in standing up for the truth. Or maybe you and your family could pray the rosary together. The story of Fatima is an example that you don't have to be anything but willing to serve God to become a saint. Who would have thought that three small shepherd children would change the world? Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep this going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. And a special thanks to the patrons who helped make this episode possible. Felicity, Augustine, Ravka, Joan, and Colette Madden, Connor, Olivia, Andrew, Zoe, and Luke Jensen, Maria Wilson, Anna, Maria, Martin, Peter, and Benedict, William and Anne D., Kathy Giannis, Maria, Matthew, Adeline, and Josephine Connell, Matthew and Eleanor O'Leary, and Liam, Colin, Maeve, Isla, and Finian Swigart. Thank you all so much for helping make this podcast possible. We are excited to announce the launch of our Saints Alive Youth Missions. We are now bringing Saints Alive to you, live, in your parish or school. Our youth missions are dynamic talks to inspire your children to set out on the journey to sainthood. Complete with giveaways, you can turn a normal school day into a day that forms future saints. Booking now for the coming fall and spring semesters. Email us today for more information at saintsalivetalks at gmail.com. And don't forget to mark your calendars for the next episode on St. Philip Neri, premiering May 15th.